Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana, and stories around the USA and the world. And Rick, as always, uh, these are the fine people while we're here each Friday. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number area code is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. If you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane Radio on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, uh, Rick, as always, start off our show, freshwater and saltwater fishing was shaking. Tony, I don't have too much on fishing this morning, uh, but I talked to a couple of my buddies, the teal season, and they had water last weekend. They brushed the blinds. Everything was perfect where well, the water drops out. So now they were where they're at, they was running mud boats, and uh, uh, they, they was going to go ahead and uh, bring the air boat because they was worried about, you know, not having enough water to uh, for the, the mud boats to work. So I'm going to find out and see how that turns out. But they did say they saw, they seen a few birds uh, last weekend when they were brushing. Of course, with all the heat we've been having lately, it just yeah. uh, wasn't conducive to get out and and fish uh, whether you wanted to fish early in the morning right. or late in the evenings when the weather had calmed down. But, you know, lately we've gotten a few little showers and oh, yeah. uh, some rain. So uh, uh, the temperature, you know, hard to believe. We're going, man, it's only 92, boy. It feels good. Yeah, it feels better. Yeah. <laughs> with that north wind knocking down the humidity a little bit. So. That, that's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, looking for a little fall, opening a fall next Friday, uh, uh, first day of fall next Friday and Saturday, so on the weekend. So uh, And don't hear much, uh, you know, dove hunting. Uh, started a couple of weeks ago and don't yeah, don't hear much, much ab- about yeah. that either you know with the heat man to go out there in the heat and fight the mosquitoes and everything else yep. uh in the fields with dove hunting uh just kind of tough anyway with regards to freshwater fishing uh rick uh right now you can see as of this morning uh uh the level of course they're draining henderson lake but uh we're looking at three foot right now yeah that's low uh, and yeah and yep. that's that's dangerous low that's, you know oh, what yeah. i mean those lower units on a lot of those boats oh yeah you don't know what's in the water if you're not familiar with uh those areas that you want to traverse uh to go fishing that's right and uh anyway but and it looks like it's going to maintain that level and uh, of course a lot of the times they drain uh some of these lakes because of the hydrilla just to try to get rid of it. And you look right outside, walked outside the studios here down to the bayou, and you can see, uh, I mean, just I'm, I yeah. can't say that I've ever seen it any worse, but it's yeah, right. they're all over the place. I uh, read an article, Tony, somewhere down. It's It's got to be right outside the city limits. There's a tree down, and it got so many lilies around it, you know, that they're worried about uh, boat traffic, somebody getting hurt because you can't tell where the tree starts or it ends because of the lilies packed up, you know. But anyway, I was reading that article yesterday, so hopefully they'll get that cleared up. Anyway, like I said, in the meantime, it looks like that three-foot level is going to remain for a good uh, couple weeks. Uh, it looks like, Rick, as uh, they drain uh, uh, Henderson, uh, and uh, I think they're draining some others throughout the state right now. Yep, so deal uh, with that hydrilla, you're right. Boy, you're right about that. So, uh, as always, you know, uh, with the fishing right now, Rick, uh, Anyway, with the weather cooling off a little bit and the hunting season's cranking up, uh, uh, 
You're going to see a lot of those guys that were doing the fishing oh, yeah. and all. You're going to see That's them right. escape right now. Um, yeah, they switch over, and a lot, a lot of them, like you said, they fish and uh, do, do a lot of hunting. You yeah, know? so uh, the deer hunting uh, right around the corner along with the duck hunting. Of course, teal hunting uh, cranks up today, as today. you mentioned, yep. and uh, a lot of people out there. Hopefully, uh, they'll have some uh, good hunting. As always, want to uh, remind people about uh, the updated uh, license system to allow renewal, renewals prior to expiration. So uh, you need to go ahead and uh, pull up the Wildlife and Fisheries uh, website and ne- negotiate through that and uh, see about that. That We just want to keep you aware of uh, all that, how that's shaking uh, right oh, yeah. now with it's a lot of changes. Change a little bit. You're that's right. right. Yeah. So people so much, uh, especially the older guys that for years uh, just uh, – went through that and didn't realize how uh, all that's changing up with the renewals of your licenses and all. So just hate to see you caught short, too, right. man. It's, it's it, still a year, but it is the year you're purchasing your license, not, right. not a year, you know, not June the 30th. And if you set it up to where you charge a credit card or something, yep. uh, just make sure you, uh, uh, whether it be a debit card or a credit card, that uh, make sure it'll go through and all. So uh, with yes, that, yep. got your numbers in there correctly and all, if you know what I mean. Anyway, the CCA Star Tournament uh, ended uh, September 4th, Labor Day, at 5 p.m. Uh, I think what I have here is through the 12th of September, so I'm not sure about uh, anything not being entered properly, but uh, uh, through the tournament course uh, next month, they'll have uh, their big tur- uh, their big banquet and all uh, to pass out the prizes and all that. Of course, the, uh, the uh, um, I should say, tag redfish was caught uh, midway through the year. Uh, from someone outside uh, of New Orleans who uh, caught that tag redfish. Uh, and of course, over the years, we've had, uh, it looks like, just one or two tag redfish of the hundred they drop throughout the coast of Louisiana so to win that big uh, Silverado pickup truck. So in the meantime, in the Southwest Division, it's speckled trout. Scotty Broussard uh, pulled ahead. He weighed in at, at Dago's, uh, I guess, before the fourth. He had a 4.6-pound speck, followed by Victoria Roussel and Ryan Scheffler. Uh, all with speckled trouts. One, two of them weighed at Dago's. Elsewhere in the red snapper, uh, Kevin Schweitzer had a red snapper uh, at 28.8 pounds, uh, and along with uh, Trenton Petrie and Samuel Golan. Uh, in the mangrove snapper, uh, John Brent comes in with a 12.98 pounds. Michael Gardner was second. Hatch Trahan. These people are going to win nice prizes uh, with the banquet next month. Elsewhere in the Southwest Division for the kayak, Connor Scott. And Jerry Cottrell Jr. came through. They were way down there at one time, but they bumped on through with a 3.05-pound uh, uh, spec uh, on the kayak. And Jerry Cottrell with a 3.04, so one hundredth of a, a, yeah. a point separated first and second place. Emil Dumet, who was on the board in third, uh, went out and caught another uh, uh, spec, and he ended up with a 2.45-pounder. And at one time, he was in third, but... Went out and caught another one. Anyway, in the Cobia, the lemon fish, uh, Patrick uh, Poupart uh, ended up with the big one, 56.50, followed by Brandon LaBeouf at 55.70. Joey Como, uh, all at uh, landing at Don's Boat Landing, had a 53.70, all right there, four-pound difference between all those uh, Cobias, lemon fish. Meanwhile, in the bank fishing, all new people on the board, uh, Rick, uh, from uh, the previous weeks as Michael Fesco uh, landed a speckled trout, 6.31 pounds, pretty impressive from a, from, yeah. a, from a bank fishing perspective. Oh, yeah. uh, Jonathan <laughs> Carter also at a 5.16 pounds, and Christy uh, Pratini with a uh, 5.06 pound uh, speck, all caught from the bank, folks. And uh, got to be around Grand Isle, Tony. Uh, well, one of them was over in Calcasieu. The okay. other one was, yeah. 
So, uh, but Calcasieu Point Landing it was weighed at uh, Michael Fesco, 6.31 pound spec. That's a big spec yes, to, fish, yeah. <laughs> to fish from the bank. Anyway, one good note uh, to that, Rick, too, is that uh, in the youth division, we saw a few more kids sign up uh, before the end of the year on September 4th, uh, 15 uh, and 16 kids had signed up uh, throughout the uh, Southwest Division. And uh, I know we like to see that, too, in that regard, to see those youths get out there. Hats off to Iberia uh, Rod and Gun Club, who pass out oh, those yeah. lifetime passes to get kids. Get them involved. You're right. That's get right. them started. Yep. And uh, lifetime pass, you know, the kids are 12, 13, 14 win that uh, lifetime pass. You're talking about fishing for 70 years. Uh, if you live to be in your mid-80s, uh, yeah. uh, for not after paying for a fishing license. So, uh, wow. Congratulations. Right. It does. It really does. Anyway, just want to remind folks, too, about the SFA, the Redfish Tournament. They're having their banquet uh, on the 21st next Thursday from, uh, from uh, today. And uh, there will be a supper served along with uh, water and soft drinks only uh, if you want to bring your own uh, uh, adult beverages, no glass containers, and uh, try to make it. Uh, we're going to offer different rule changes for next year. They want you to know. We will also give out uh, prize money for last season's winners, and there will also be some door prizes. So they're looking for new for the old members and the new members to come out out there and uh, enjoy. Of course, that's going to be at the American Legion building in Lydia. That's next to the fire station out there in Lydia. So uh, uh, come on out and enjoy. So uh, and those guys uh, get out there. And, Five o'clock in the morning fishing and uh, for the for redfish and all, and that's been going on for quite some time. And uh, hats off to them too. And uh, they had pretty good participation oh, yeah. too. Yeah, they had a few. Oh, they do. That they do. Also, want to keep folks up with the red snapper uh, as expected. Uh, with school opens, you know, uh, we, uh, school opening a few weeks ago and the football season begins uh, in the last week of August produced a well below average. Now, this redfish, uh, I should say red snapper count, is only through the weekend in August 27th. I was looking around uh, yesterday and again this morning to see if they put out uh, the numbers for uh, the September 4th, uh, the Monday ending the week, or, or the red snapper and all. But uh, right now through uh, August 27th, uh, showed only a 16,000 take that week, a catch that bumped up, total catch to 751,000, almost 752,000 pounds. That was 80% of the catch in our state's allocation of 934,587 pounds, so through the private recreational allocation. So I'll probably get something after we end the show. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. That's right, uh, through the fourth, and to see what it is. Uh, but at 80%, uh, and like I said, uh, a lot of people um, – just uh, stop fishing, more of involved with schools, with their kids in schools and all. And uh, uh, so, but like just last week, the week before the 27th, only 16,000 pounds taken in yeah. that regard. Also saw something uh, I think that was of interest too with regards to the, uh, and looks like we have a phone call there. I'm trying to see here what we got. Good morning. Good morning. You're on the line with uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Yeah, you're going to need to turn down your radio. Hello? Can't hear you. You, you need to call. You're on the line? Yeah. Okay. Need to call back So uh, with that. So anyway, uh, just saw some information, uh, Rick, with regards to the speckled trout. A lot of speculation, uh, how much it 
I mean, yeah, just, I was reading over that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy <laughs> it's right just now. Scattered, just yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, at first it was voted down, now voted up. Special yeah. trial proposal moves forward, maybe. You know, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and in the first week of September, it appears we're getting close to a resolution on the new speckle trout regulations. Uh, and again, maybe, I don't know. Quickly, the new proposed rules include a, th- a 13 to 20-inch slot limit. Okay. A 15-fish daily creel limit. And ask why in the last years have fisheries biologists decided to call it a bag limit when the term generally is applied to wildlife, not fish. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, an allowance of two specks measuring longer than 20 inches in a day's catch, and charter boat skippers and their crews will not be allowed to keep fish uh, when on a chartered uh, trip. So, uh, anyway, the proposal, a lot of bouncing back and forth. Uh, uh, there's a different approach than any other offered before. And then they talked about even with uh, – um, uh, 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 an area where you catch so many, you know, Cameron Parish right now has a 15 fish limit. Right. And uh, the fishing over there is pretty good, too. And I don't know how long that 15 fish limit's been in effect, right. Rick. Then you got certain areas, too, Tony. You catch a lot of bigger specs. So if, you know, it's going to be tough to get a handle on it because what you want to do is let these younger fish kind of grow up, you know, so they can spawn which, you know, has to be a certain size, a, a year, a year, year and a half old fish to spawn. So, I don't know, it's, it's going to be tough, you know, to, to satisfy everybody. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you know, they put some, a package together. They brought it to the legislature. The legislature goes, nah, we don't like it, right. uh, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. And, uh, anyway, they come back. And uh, what needs to happen first is that all Louisiana fishermen need to accept the fact that we can no longer – measure our speckled trout catches by how many ice, ice chests. chests yeah. I agree with that. I can remember yeah. oh, yeah. years ago people, oh man, we caught uh, 296 caught uh, ice chests full of specks, man. Yeah. You know, they were catching 100, 200 specks and yeah. th- that's got the end. Yeah. And uh, the, a lot of waste there too and we've discussed on this show many times, you know, even at the 25 limit, that's 50 fillets. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of fish. It is. And especially with guides that take out uh, uh, clients yeah. and all and they catch their limit at 25 that's a hundred yeah. fillets right and there. Tony, even, even vacuum packing fish, you know, you, you can't beat fresh fish. Let's just face it, you know. So after a certain amount of time, you know, if you, you got that many fish and you know laid back, you, you, you just can't. You don't want to waste them, you know, but it's nothing like fresh fish is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, I agree. You know, and that's just, my favorite eating fish yeah. is a speck of trout. Right. So uh, anyway, another major factor, too, is a habitat loss. You know, and so it continues damage caused by the commercial Manhattan uh, catch. You know, they catch some of those guys inside those limits. Uh, I think it's a quarter of a mile, quarter half a mile. mile. Yeah, it's a quarter and, mile, yeah. And, uh, and add in the hurricanes and the occasional wintertime freeze, heaven forbid, if we'd have an all spill, uh, you know, recreational fishing changes have become minor factors. But uh, it's still, it, it's an opportunity, uh, you know, with the Manhattan, that's that's their uh, delicacy. That's their filet mignon right. uh, for specs. You know, they enjoy eating. And uh, lost in uh, last month's discussion was a call for the basin by basin, which I was trying to think of earlier. That, that, I, that, that, I don't know if that's going to work either, you know. Yeah. So, uh with all these uh, jargon and uh, trying to change things, uh, anyway, that's, the entire discussion was based on a statewide management goals, and the case sense was the issue of speckled trout reductions were posted for f- 
post for four years. I mean, this goes back. We've talked about this on this show for over four years. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Chair and Andrew Blanchard offered a basin-by-basin plan in July, which uh, after fishermen targeting east of the Mississippi River, trout said their catch included many more than the two trout longer than 19 inches. So uh, anyway, so what's next uh, for the specs? The proposed 13 to 20 inches slot and all the other new regs will be discussed, possibly cussed, (laughs) <laughs> at 10 a.m. Uh, on September 21st. That's next Thursday. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some of that uh, conversation on the show to find out what's going to take place with regards to the specs. And it's public comment session set for the first floor meeting room at the Wildlife and Fisheries headquarters in Baton Rouge. And after that, uh, the Joint Natural Resources Committees will have 30 days for oversight. And if the legislators turn aside the proposal, then Governor John Edwards uh, has the uh, power to turn aside the legislature's decision. And if all goes forward, hopefully the new regulations will take effect uh, coming uh, in the middle of December. So, Rick, uh, a lot of hope. And uh, I personally like to see the 15-catch well, limit with the slot and uh, see that happening. And uh, hopefully people out there fishing uh, off our area, out in the bay, the cove, wherever the case may be, the mounds and all the worm that uh, you uh, adhere to uh, what takes place. Yeah. And you know, Tony, it's you'd rather go catch some than catch none. Uh, and like you, you know, you read the, the off of the article. They used to weigh it. Uh, how much? How did you get? You, how many fish you caught by catching? You know, ice chest full. Yeah. So you can't keep doing that. You know. No. Just, I, yeah. They, they got to come up with something. I can remember as a youth and a teenager out at the point, uh, people going out and fishing. I mean, you can literally throw a cast net. Oh yeah. You know, to catch a handful of specks right. at the time. I mean, the schools of specs. Catch them two at a time. Would be an acre. Oh, you yeah. know, uh, I so can So you got four guys in a boat two at a time. It don't take long to fill oh, ice chest. You're, you know? you're right and about it was that. Ever cast, ever cast. And uh, just amazing. So hopefully, uh, and like we said, uh, the 15 fish limit, that's 30 fillets. And, uh, and, and you know, a good uh, three-pound spec, uh, two- and three-pound spec is a, is, is f- fair enough for anyone to have a good meal yep. So uh, yes, in sir. that regard. You're right. You know, Rick, with all the heat we had in the past few weeks, uh, I didn't hear of, and there were a lot of conversation and a lot of curious about uh, with regards to fish kill, you know, with at reservoirs and lakes and all. And yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, or heard of any of that in our area, but uh, up in Lake Bussy. Up in Break Reservoir, up in North Louisiana, it's in Morehouse Parish, up there in the northeast uh, corner of the state. Uh, they found a, a fish kill up there too, uh, yep. at Lake Bussy, and uh, the hypoxic fish kill. You know, when the warm water uh, just uh, sucks out some of the oxygen in the water, Rick. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of anything in our area no, with fish been, kills because of the heat. You know, quite we had, a while. Yeah, we sat under that. Uh, that heat, high that pressure, high, yep. you know, for a good while here, That's right. a good four or five, almost six weeks. Yeah, we were fortunate. And, uh, boy, you could feel the heat. Uh, thank goodness the mm-hmm. humidity was down because of the heat sucking right. the, the moisture out of the air. Of, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Tony, we have a pond off of Avery Island, and this pond is it's, it's like five feet low right now. I've never seen it that really? low. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's low. I've never seen it that low. Yep. Well, I know I got a couple of bird baths in my yard, and uh, I'd have to add water. I was going to say, you got to fill them up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing how they just dry up so quickly. It does, right? And I mean, just the, the heat uh, uh, drying up the water. Uh, it evaporates. And yep. uh, just amazing. But up there in uh, uh, in, in uh, uh, Lake Bussy, or uh, the Bussy Break Reservoir, uh, they just, it was triggered. They found extended periods of high temperatures coupled with the, the storm on September 8th. They had a good storm up there, the hypoxic fish kill. 
in the northeast region near the yep. reservoir was uh, in the boat launch and mm -hmm. the fishing pier. So yeah, uh, it rolls the water over, and uh, like you said, the oxygen, the fish can't get out of the bad water in time, so it's you know it's not good. Yeah, and documenting those fish kills in Louisiana is important because whether caused by natural or non-natural events, please report them to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. But again, uh, to your knowledge, you didn't hear of anything in our area no. that might have uh, damaged that or created no. any of that. Uh, Thank goodness around here. We've been, like I said, we've been, we've been fortunate, you know. Even with a lot of ponds around here, Tony, it's... Uh, mm -hmm. We've been fortunate that we haven't had any, uh, you know, big-time fish kills. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with the water levels being down, too, you yeah. know, they drain in Henderson Lake and some other lakes throughout the state due to the, uh, the uh, I guess, uh, the green. The hot driller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, causing a lot of that. So hot driller's tough a to get a handle on, Tony, because it's, it's so invasive and it spreads so daggone fast. So about the only way to kill it is to drain it down, but then the seeds are going to scatter. You know, you got to drain it and, and spray it also, but it's, it's tough to get a a handle on hydrilla. Yeah, and like I said, you can just go down to the bayou here and throughout the bayou in the, within the city. Yeah. You can see it all through. And uh, I can't never be, remember the bayou being that, I, I don't yeah. want to say choked up, but that's that much, you know, lilies and yeah. the water lilies and everything. Yeah. Right there on Front Street, you know, crossing the yeah. station. Uh, it's between the two bridges. It's pretty bad. and uh, But you don't see a move, of course, uh, with the Tesh Vermilion Freshwater District uh, that was trying to create that little current that was started oh maybe 40 plus years ago right. you know, with that district and uh, trying to create a little uh, a movement that flow in the water uh, out into the Atchafalaya River in Morgan City. So uh, as the Bayou Tesh uh, tries to flow a little bit, but uh, in the meantime, not there. Anyway, we talked about, uh, we got a little hunting news coming up uh, in the second portion of our show. Uh, you're listening to Kane Radio's uh, Fishing and Hunting Show. And uh, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man, today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. C'est bon. 
Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And guess what? I get the uh, Louisiana Private Recreational Landing Estimates. You ready? Through September 3rd. The 4th is the cutoff. So uh, through the 3rd. And what were we last week? They only drew like... uh, uh, but right now indicates uh didn't go up much. Uh, 755,000 pounds right. is where we're at right now, which is 80.9%. So there was hardly any any fish caught through the uh, course of the uh, right. the time. So, uh, very little change, yeah. That's right. So uh, with that very little change, uh, they don't give uh, uh, that estimate here uh, how much was caught in that meantime till the 3rd because we had through the twenty. Seventh, and right. it was just uh, released uh, just a few minutes ago uh, here uh, with the uh, red so snapper. So next year, Tony, they'll adjust it. Yeah, uh, usually well, they'll. You know, yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Of course, the commissioner has the opportunity right. uh, to shut it down when he pleases. Yeah. Uh, but we're at, right at eighty-one. It's eighty point nine. Right at eighty-one percent. So uh, yeah. still approximately about a hundred and uh, we'll say one hundred and eighty thousand pounds to be uh, okay. caught. Uh, there's a good possibility we could go to the end of the year. I was fixing to say, okay, I said, so, okay, yeah, okay. At 934,000 pounds. Right. So uh, there's a good possibility of that uh, with that, uh, Rick. Yeah. So uh, interesting, though. Right. Uh, just getting that over. I'm reading it out over my phone right now. I saw the, the tweet come up. Right. In the meantime, uh, they have a new ban, uh, a new burn ban rule out, emergency ban uh, ban on all wildlife and fisheries management conservation uh, areas and refuges uh, was modified by the commission. The exception allows some outdoor cooking using contained cooking equipment designed for cooking purposes only uh, on a flame-resistant surface with a water source or fire extinguisher nearby. The yep. remainder is any other flames or fires in these lands will be treated as a Class Two violation. So the burn ban remains in effect uh, through October the 5th. Okay. And, uh, of course, even though with some of the showers we've had, uh, it's still pretty dry out there. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's scattered showers. Uh, of course, we had a good one the other night. So uh, Yeah, we needed that. Uh, absolutely, uh, we needed that. So with that... Of course, uh, for you duck hunters, uh, the 16-day teal season opens today. Yes, Friday. Oh, yeah. And the issue of dried-up marshes remains a stumbling block for successful hunts. And I think you mentioned that earlier, My buddy was telling me earlier this morning. Yeah. They were kind of uh, nervous about that if right. there'd be enough water. They had they, good water last weekend, Tony, when they brushed and then went out uh, 
yesterday afternoon, and they were shocked how much the water had fell. Well, know? calls around the western and southwestern parishes have identified flights of teal in our state. Naturally, the birds are congregated any place where there's water. So uh, this weekend's cool front should push more uh, teal into our state. Yes, sir. M- more sporting goods shops are stocked with enough non-toxic shock for the season. Hopefully, the coastal areas between Morgan City and Lake Arthur uh, receive enough rain this week. Uh, to, for a few planes where the rain uh, fall prodded. So, right. And that's that's a key for anything with yeah. those birds, too. And I'm going to uh, have a, a little report next next week uh, where these, my, my buddies are hunting at. There's a bunch of, you know, they have water, but it's it's not like it, it was, Tony. In uh, and, and teal, they don't like a whole, you know, like a, a, a big lake of water or re- very deep water. So it, it should be a pretty good start to the teal season. But uh, like I said, man, they shoot a tea. They're so small, oh, yeah. so oh, quick. Like some little jets, man. <laughs> yeah. Whether it be the green or the blue wing teal, the cinnamon. Yeah, or the cinnamon. You're right. yeah, yeah. I mean, those birds. By the time you hear them, Tony, it's too late. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I've seen some guys I've been hunting with. It's been years yeah. with some of these guys, man. Crack shots, man. Bring oh, yeah. down these birds. Yeah. Uh, just amazing. Well, anyway, I want to remind you deer hunters, too, about their chronic wasting uh, disease information meeting on September 19th. Of course, it's way up in Faraday, up there along the river. And uh, basically, uh, it's to learn more about the uh, chronic wasting disease. It's uh, been brought to our state for the first time uh, last uh, year and a half or so uh, up in those parishes, Madison, Franklin Parish, it's Stensaw Parish. And uh, they just want to get uh, information and also shed uh, information to uh, hunters up in that part of the state. Hopefully, they can maintain it up there, Rick, and uh that's something we don't wish to see. Of course, the contiguous oh, states to us in Mississippi, yeah. Arkansas, and all, along with Texas have all uh, had issues with uh, the chronic wasting disease in the deer herds uh, up in those areas. So uh, hopefully, Rick, that can be done. And it, it's about the use of bait, not normally ingested by deer. For feral hog trapping will be allowed. And in the, in the exporting of uh, deer that maybe have the you – know, or any deer – uh, after you uh, uh, bring home one home. So there are a lot of prohibited. I'd yep. say go to that website and read up on it uh, right. for you deer hunters. Uh, I don't do a lot of deer hunting oh, no. at all. Yep. So Certain I'm not, procedures, uh, right. That's yep. right. Uh, you've got to do to maintain uh, whether it be you're going to bring certain parts of the deer to a taxidermy mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. So yep. I advise you to go uh, look that up on the website and uh, uh, freshen your knowledge up about that with maintaining about the the uh, well, shooting of deer and uh, the areas you're hunting and, and uh, what's you know other items that come into play. So yep. just uh, just to stay up on all the uh, rules and regulations. Anyway, uh, something we hadn't talked about hardly at all is the alligators. Uh, you know, this month uh, basically with the tags began in the end of August uh, all the way into uh, I think the first week of October. Yeah. But the alligator has been so depressed right now, the prices. Uh, yeah. You just don't hear, boy, when it first got started, what, a little over 20 years ago, right. well, you heard a lot about that too, yeah. Rick, with, with the hunters out there. And all. I want to understand, Tony, uh, China's one of the leading markets in that, and uh, they kind of cut cut the price way down. I don't know if it's the manufacturing of the hides or what, but, yeah, it's uh, the hunting's really dropped off, like you said, from what it was years ago. And uh, as you know, as well as I do, if you go out in uh, certain areas, no that's for oh, sure. there are yeah. plenty of them. It's not like we're losing them. And there are estimates of a million alligators in yeah. the state of Louisiana, especially here in the marshes around the, the lakes, ponds, and everywhere else. And you find them in ditches and coming up in, even mm-hmm. into town in areas. So, oh, yeah. uh, 
But uh, they have an advisory council to meet next week on the 18th. I believe that's uh, uh, Monday, I do believe. So uh, over in uh, Lafayette at the uh, Dulles Street office. And uh, that meeting is going to convene about uh, 1 p.m. So uh, with that. And uh, interesting, though, to see how that's going to take place uh, with the alligators and all. Also, um, the news here that Louisiana is looking to fight back plans to cut Hunter hunter education funding and at the urging of the wildlife fisheries program managers louisiana's wildlife and fisheries commission uh, unanimously approved a resolution requesting a state's delegation the congressional delegation to push for a repeal of the united states department of education plan to cut funding for schools teaching uh, hunter education and those with archery and school programs so uh the vote came uh during last Thursday's commission meeting, Louisiana joined 49 other states and dozens of national and regional sportsman organizations standing in opposition to the Department of Education's interpretation of Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. But uh, Education uh, Secretary Miguel uh, Cardona, uh, with the approval from President Joe Biden, expanded the BSCA wording from uh, security measures in schools to the elimination of physical physical education funding for schools with curricular including hunter education safety and archery activities so uh anyway uh, they're talking about cutting deep into some of these activities and uh, with that of course the resolution calls for the reversal of uh cordona's uh, uh cuts and for the state uh, senate house representatives to correct the ambiguous language in the 2022 bipartisan safer communities act that could prevent federal funds from supporting schools that provide hunter education, alas, programs in hundreds of Louisiana schools. You know, yeah, not this, good, yeah. this being sportsman's paradise, as we all know, of course, yep. it was brought up by Senators Cronin and Tillis, and they brokered the act uh, for uh, the Republican side in Congress to uh, reaction to the tragedies in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. Of course, reportedly, these two men fired off responses to Cardona, citing the misread interpretation of the acts language intent and you know as well as i do they got a lot of schools that teach uh these particular curriculums and the physical education departments that's right so it's just a plus for uh the state you can't beat the education tony that's right that's right Uh, just uh, knowledge is uh is worth a lot so anyway tides today here friday the 15th of september the sun rose at 652 it's getting less daylight all the time sunset will be at 712 this evening and the high and low tide chart the first high tide was at 510 this morning the next high tide at 426 this evening elsewhere the first low tide will be at 1036 this morning the next low tide at 1035 on saturday the 16th uh, tomorrow, 6.53 sunrise, sunset at 7.11. In the high and low tide chart, the first high tide tomorrow morning, 5.18. The next high tide at 5.32. The first low tide uh, Saturday morning will be at 11.07. And the next low tide at 11.03 that night. Sunday the 17th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 6.53 and set at 7.10. In the high and low tide chart, we can see the first high tide will be at 5.24 a.m. and the next high tide uh, Sunday morning or Sunday evening at 6:42. First low tide will be at 11:39 a.m. and the next uh, low tide at 11:35 p.m. About 12 hours apart. The average water temperature in Southwest Pass for Million Bay it's come down a little bit. It's a frisky 81 degrees. Rick, uh, with that, and uh, uh, off, yeah. that's right. As always, we wouldn't be here if it wouldn't be these fine people. You're right, Tony. We got to thank our sponsors: Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza. And Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And our motto is always. Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and dip.